Well, hello everyone. I know that we've been away a little bit. Last week we had spring break here in Texas. I've also had one of my podcasters have the flu, which is certainly no fun whatsoever. Uh, And personally, we had a little snafu and my mom was uh, diagnosed with a form of breast cancer. And so we've been trying to figure all that out as well. But it was killing me not to be on the podcast every day. And I did get about three or four pages worth of things to talk about in the future. So hopefully I can find a little nook and a little cranny and I can get some podcasting done. So I have been extremely busy with um, watching shows, taking notes, um, and then excited about some shows coming out. So the first show I'm going to talk about today, and I kind of alluded to this just a little bit on Instagram, um, is the show Saving Mr. Banks. Um, It's a Disney show. It was out quite some time ago. Tom Hanks um, starred as Mr. Disney, which I believe personally, I think he did an outstanding job. Uh, Tom Hanks is one of those actors for us in this age that I believe will be a legend. He will be the one that we look at for his just body of work and just sit back in awe and the way that he can change from a goofy guy um, to a straight actor to a character that is a true creation and uh, like Forrest Gump, for example. just and then some of the things that he's actually produced and directed are are just brilliant and so Tom Hanks to me is whenever I see his name on a project I want to see it I want to see what's going to happen so Saving Mr. Banks is about the author of Mary Poppins and she came from um, a very sad Upbringing. Her father died of alcohol, alcoholism, and and the family flipped and flopped to different places, and they had to live with family members in Australia. And she came to England and changed her name and and wrote. And I was reading um, actual biography about her, and she actually did change her name. Um, I believe it was P. L. Travers. Um, because in the movie they call her Pamela. That was actually not her name. Her real name uh, was, was something different. But I did read that it was not uncommon for women to go under an abbreviation um, because male authors sometimes were taken a little bit more seriously and their work was a little bit more successful. Travers is actually her father's first name. And so that was one of the main reasons why she chose that as a last name. She, she had a great love for her father. Um, and both the show and the actual biography show that. Um, and sometimes children do have um, an image of their father that that is just a little bit better than reality. Um, and then yet you're faced with that sadness of the reality of who they really are and and you have to face that and I believe that every writer's work is inspired by their social surroundings Um, and my own work is is inspired and influenced by what I've experienced in life and 
And I just don't know anybody, even an artist that paints or sculpts or, or just even an actor. I believe you pull from what you see and do on a daily basis. And those things that happen to us when we're younger stick with us for a lifetime. And so I think that whenever we see someone's um, performances in some of these bodies of work, that, that we are in fact seeing things from their past. So the one thing about Saving Mr. Banks that I just cringe at was the attitude of Pamela in the show. And it's, it's, uh, Emma, um, I can't remember her last name. Great, great actress. Oh my gosh. I've seen her in so many other things and I adore her and I love her vulnerability in some things. And I love the fact that she's just this, just beautiful soul. And, and to see that this woman can play a character that you just cringe on really shows her talent. Um, and, and. I just don't like Pamela. And apparently, in real life, they also did not like her. And and so much so that they interviewed one of the, the gentlemen that they portrayed in the show, the songwriters. And he said, I still... Ugh. He almost had PTSD from dealing with her. She wasn't even invited to the premiere in Los Angeles because she was so hateful. And so... And even she caused a problem even at the premiere because she was so adamant about not having animation within the movie and she wanted it true to the book. And I think the problem with people who... Whenever you do a, um, a book adaptation for screen, um, the, the book person could, can't get rid of some things. And they do try to hang on to some creative... Um, because that is their their baby. You know, that is their soul their passion they're they're living and breathing and, and it's such a part of who they are it's it's a very hard process um I myself am a, am a writer and I, I I uh I cringe at even letting other people read the body of work which I know sounds insane because that is why we write is hopefully to have other people to read the work and appreciate it but you cringe at that thought because it's like, oh my God, what if, what if they don't like it? What if they have something? What if it's bad and here you are thinking it's good? Fear takes over. Um, and so how many how many awesome bodies of work and screenplays are out there and the author is just too afraid to put it, to put it out? I, I always think about that. Is that what if the person who wrote Forrest Gump or the person who wrote uh, the... Um, what if... What if Peel, what if Jordan Peel was like, oh, I don't want to put out that movie. I'm just too afraid for people to see it. Then we wouldn't have some of these great things that are coming out. Um, and I think that as an artist, when you put yourself out there, that vulnerability is part of of what is exciting about it. It's also what's hard about it. And I don't think someone who works a nine to five job and is not in a creative atmosphere gets that. You know, when you're an accountant, numbers don't judge you they're just right or wrong and and art is something that is um very much a part of what how people feel and think um and sometimes there is no right and sometimes there is no wrong even though uh people such as myself say there is so something to think about but saving mr banks is actually a very good show and i think you do need to see it but be prepared if you have not seen it yet, and a lot of people have, 
Um, and you're welcome. Please give me comments on, on, on it. Um, I thought they did a great job with casting. I thought it was very well put together. Um, they do say factually though, that Walt actually never had much to do with her after the original negotiations. Um, and he kind of let the team, uh, work things out with her. Um, and I believe that, and I am told from what I've, and also what I've researched about Walt is later on in his career, he really did let the creatives create. And, and, and I really like the other thing I like about it is I like that everybody adored Walt Disney as we do today. And he did insist that everybody call each other by their first names. Um, and I found that very interesting. I bet you it was something to work at Disney Studios in the early days. I bet you it was amazing. Now, I did hear that he was a bit of a taskmaster, but aren't geniuses all. And I believe that, um, I'd, and even in the movie, he said something which actually was pulled from the truth, which was he was pointing out to, to Pamela the castle at Disneyland. And he said, you see those spirals? That's real gold leafing on there. And he said, my brother didn't want it. And I had to wait till he was out of town to get it done. And isn't that something that he would be sneaky a little bit like that? Um, that he would have to wait till Roy Disney would leave town to get some stuff done. I bet you there was a lot of tug and pull. And I and a lot of creative geniuses, that's what happens, you know. There is that pull and that tug between... I really need this to happen in order for it to be just right. And think about it. There's so many things at Disney that are just right. Um, that you wonder if, if, uh, if, if he wouldn't have done things like that. Would it have been such an iconic place to even now, you know, people save money and put themselves in debt to go to Disneyland and world. And I mean, as I'm talking about Disney right now, I'm getting the Joneses to get there. It's just that magical of a place it's just and they're in I don't know if you've noticed but the majority of movies that are popping out Disney's got their hand in it somehow um it's a money-making machine and it all started with a dream out of a garage um by a man that was going bankrupt so just think about that saving Mr. Banks great show horrible character but wasn't that what she was supposed to be and excellent performances by all. Just excellent. Phenomenal. It was a great movie. Uh, the next movie I want to talk about um, is something that um, was enjoyable to me. And I've been seeing a lot of, um, a lot of talk about it. And I, I just want to give a little shout out to Northern Rescue. Northern Rescue is on Netflix. It's a series. It's out right now. It is um, enjoyable, pleasant, and good. And those are the three words I'll use. Enjoyable, pleasant, and good. And I think we need more of this on TV um, and more of this on Netflix. And, and it's, it's not a water cooler kind of a, kind of a show to watch. So it's not like Orange is the New Black where it was testing limits. It's not like that. It's not like a scary show um, that it keeps you on the edge of your seat. That's not, that's not what it was created to be. And that's not what it is. It is about a family and they're, they're adjusting to this new way of life. Now, the one thing I want to point out is Billy Baldwin is not only the actor who is starring in it as the father, 
but I believe he's the producer and possibly director in some, I'm not sure about that, but I know he has a big part in the production of it. And he is actively on Instagram. Um, and you can look him up and he will comment back to you sometimes and he will like your comments. He is very active and he understands the importance of the social media push. Um, I've commented on several of his posts and he's very, he's very, I think he's going to surprise you guys. He's very intelligent, um, business minded. You know, he's a family man himself. He has children. He's a, he has a beautiful wife. Um, one of the, the Phillips girls and he, um, I mean, he's, he is in this industry and we haven't seen him for a little while and I'm, I'm quite sure he's been working on projects, but I think this one could be something he could, he could latch onto for a, a little bit. Um, and this is a good body of work. The other cool thing that I noticed was on that Instagram, there are people from all over the world commenting. So it just goes to show you the, the reach of Netflix. It's not just in America. It's not just in Canada. It is all over the world. And people all over can watch these great shows. Um, and if they're putting subtitles on these things then they're able to, to watch and engage. Now, I'm not a big fan of subtitles. And when someone tells me I have to see something that have subtitles, I've got to commit myself to it because I got to be able to read and watch. And my daughter, Michaela, who's on the podcast with me, she actually has dyslexia. And when she has to read subtitles, it's really hard for her. Um, and so that's another thing to think about. And unfortunately, dubbing, number one, it takes time um, to do that that you have it's another it throws you off when you watch that performance um one of the really good shows on netflix that does that is cable girls which by the way great show if you and i'll talk about that another day it's in from spain and it's from the 1920s it's oh it's may it's really really good um but boy they got the drama going on at the show i got to tell you they got the drama but they dub so it was of course recorded in spanish and proper Spain Spanish, by the way. And then they dubbed it into uh, English for us. And there's a little bit of a, a thing there. And you have to you have to overlook it and get... And sometimes, I have to be honest with you, I don't watch the show. I just listen when I'm doing something else. Because um, that dubbing throws me off a little bit. But I, I, it's hard to say. Do I prefer subtitles or dubbing? Not sure. Anyway, off subject. But... Uh, the international audience is clearly engaging with this Northern Rescue. I think that you need to watch it. I think you need to enjoy it. If you're a Hallmark Channel fan, um, this show would have been good on Hallmark. Um, maybe it's a little too too risky for Hallmark. I'm not sure. Um, I'm 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 kind of looking at Hallmark right now. Um, I do like Hallmark. It's it's clean and it's good good entertainment and sometimes you just want you don't want the ugliness that the world has to offer and Hallmark does offer that um but this whole Lori Laughlin thing honey they dropped that whole show that she was on and that makes me cringe yes what she did was wrong but when you start to think of the impact of dropping a whole show that's a lot of people out of work right now and it's not easy to get work on another show guys so for hallmark to drop that whole show oh man that one doesn't sit right with me i gotta be honest with you 
Um, it's kind of like Sephora dropped her daughter's makeup. Well, why not let it sit on the shelf and, and make a little money off of it? I, I don't know. That's, it's not, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, that, that's an interesting debate. Um, I certainly have done things wrong in my day and I can't throw any stones at them. I am proud of my own daughters for being able to do the college, um, admissions and, and hard work that they put into it. And, and I did not bribe anybody to get them into college. Their hard work did that, but they're also not going to an Ivy league school. They're going to a, a local school where, uh, tuition's a little bit more affordable. And I mean, that's just normal living for people out on the outside, not in the industry. So I don't know, but that, that didn't sit right with me. So Northern rescue is, um, I'm going to say it one more time. Guys, you got to plug into the show. Help these this show get a chance. We need more programming um, for a series like Northern Rescue. Also, the young lady that plays, well, first of all, all the children actors, well, there, some of them aren't children, but they play the children, are amazing. I don't know who casted these kids, but bravo. But the, the girl that plays the oldest daughter... Uh, Billy Baldwin's oldest daughter on the show. Please forgive me for not knowing her name. This girl, watch, watch what I'm telling y'all. This girl, this is not the only project you're going to see from her. She's going to be in some more stuff and she's going to be a little firecracker. I see this girl being in a lot of stuff and I think this might be her breakout series. Um, another one is, um, Catherine who plays the sister Um, And you might know her, and I've said this before on the podcast, she was on 90210 as Claire. Um, We need to see more of her, too. She's got whatever it is. And and that's what I'm saying. The casting on the show was brilliant. Um, Both of those two lady actresses, um, just the performances are spot on. And I see potential for both of them to do a whole lot more. So give, give Billy Baldwin some love out there on Instagram. He'll, like I said, he will comment, comment back to you, um, if he's able to, and he will like your comments and he will engage with you, which is cool. He's a real guy. Um, and he's out there hustling and working and putting in the work. He's not, um, he didn't just show up, put stuff on film and leave. I mean, he is engaged with this project. So, um, give it some love Northern rescue on Netflix. So the next thing I want to talk about is something coming out, and that's the act on Hulu. I am waiting for this show. My daughter, Michaela, um, said, Mom, you've got to watch the story about Gypsy Lee Blanchard, uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, excuse me. And she pulled up the YouTube footage, and she'd find her boy, boy. She was looking. And my both my daughters like the crime shows. Um anything that has to do with crime, real life crime, mind you. And boy, they, they watch it, you know, we have a joke in our house, you know, I've seen enough episodes of, of crime to know that ain't going to fly. And what's really funny is when you watch these real life crime shows, and then you watch like police shows, uh, like cops or uh, live PD broadcasting. That's something my husband likes. It is hilarious because you, you, you almost become a CSI investigator, which is, which is fun. Um, so anyway, so Gypsy Rose Blanchard was this young girl who was her mother was probably like when you open up the book of um, uh, Munchausen by proxy, uh, her mom's good. Her pictures could be there. 
tortured and tormented this girl for attention for years. Um, People weren't sure um, how old she was. She would shave her head. She gave her all this medicine. She had her in the doctor all the time, kept her sick. Um, Even the little girl was convinced that she was sick too. I mean, she had to play this part. Um, and, And she ended up meeting a boy. And as all good love stories go, you meet the boy and things go crazy. So, uh, Joey, uh, fish, uh, fish, is it Fisher? I might have that wrong. King, Joey King, um, plays Gypsy Lee and I cannot wait to see her performance. She was a child actress and she's been in so many things, uh, White House Down. Um, she was in the kissing booth from Netflix. Um, that was a big hit. And by the way, they're going to have a number two on that one seen her in a few things she's good oh she's good but she's gonna be great at this one and she was a little intimidated by this role and even said that um she was a little intimidated to play this role so i cannot wait to see this performance and to see how everybody reacts to it and i oh i hope it i hope it gets and and uh oh patricia arquette's in it oh my gosh she's gonna be amazing it is patricia right there's three arquettes out there I always get them mixed up, but, um, she's going to be good y'all. In fact, when I saw the trailer and I saw the mom role, I was like, who is that? And then I had to look at it a few times. And then I saw who it really was. I was like, holy schmoly. Oh my God. Look who it is. And, um, she's good. And she won a, um, Emmy or a golden globe. Uh, for being in one of Ben Stiller's movies. And she was just so gracious in her acceptance speech. I like her. I want to see some more from her. And I think this role will definitely give y'all a good scope of what she can do. Um, she's come a long way, that one, I tell you. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. I hear from Michaela and Catherine that we are going to be able to podcast with them. I can't wait to hear um, some of the exciting things they've been watching and doing. Um, I do know that Michaela actually got to see uh, Captain Marvel before everybody else. Um, And she was so excited to tell us all about it beforehand. And then she got the flu. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. We had to go through a whole week of her on the flu. um, Which is not easy when she lives uh, away from me. So a little shout out to her, a little loving to her. Hey guys, look us up on Instagram. We did beat a hundred followers in two weeks in two weeks that's great that's that's working hard grinding hard on some instagram the importance of social media to your podcast cannot be undersold and uh if you want to do some some talking to me and you want to participate in anything that we're doing here at pod uh, popcorn binge podcast give me a shout out man i'd love to hear from you guys i've had a few people reach out thank y'all so much y'all have a great day And enjoy and eat some more popcorn. Bye-bye.